and welcome to another episode of Dr. Me First. It's me, your colleague in medicine and coach in life, Dr. freaking Aaron Wiseman, and I am bringing you an episode today with the dynamic duo from Transformed, Dr. Jill Weiner and Dr. Marjorie Stiegler. They are the bomb, let me tell you. And today we're going to talk about their whys, why they started doing what they're doing, why they started working together, why their retreat is amazing, and talk a little bit about they have some free stuff coming up in the next week. So I'm super excited to talk about that, to hang out with my friends, and just to show you that whenever you start and you get going, it's amazing what you can create. Okay, here we go. Welcome to the podcast, the dynamic duo from Team Transformed, Dr. Jill Weiner and Dr. Marjorie Sigler. Hey, guys. Hi. So excited to have you here on the podcast. Well, I know all about you, and I would say a good portion of my audience probably knows individual bits and pieces about you guys, but talk a little bit how you guys got together and what you're doing in the world. It started as the anatomy lab, first year of med school. Uh, so Marjorie and I are actually, uh, this is Jill here, uh, we, we met in med school. Uh, we both went to Emory and we were anatomy lab uh, teammates and have been, you know, close friends. I was in her wedding a very long time ago, 10 years ago. I think you just had a big anniversary, but I was in her wedding. And at some point we had talked about, once I did my meditation teacher training, we talked about doing some sort of event together. And then her husband got sick. And so everything kind of fell on the back burner. And then one night I sort of like wrote some intentions of this is kind of what I want to see in my life. And the next morning without talking to her after like a year of not discussing this at all, Marjorie reached out and she was like, Hey, what do you think about doing a thing together? And so it was this amazing synchronicity that brought us back together in this new format, I guess. Yeah. Of our friendship. And we've been friends obviously for a long time as, as Jill just mentioned. And then you know, Jill and I both had really traditional academic jobs for really quite a while. And we were both going through what I think a lot of people are going through, which is the more successful we got and the more sort of traditional feathers in the cap that we got, the sort of less enjoyment or fulfillment or even really control we felt like we had over our careers. And there was this sort of feeling that we were being funneled through a success pathway that, you know, the further along we got down, it didn't really feel all that authentic to what it was that we wanted to do. And that may be a, a little bit of a generalization. Do you agree with that, Jill? I do. I mean, I, I think that I, I was at a point, like once I learned to meditate, I was like just fine in my career and I was successful in all the things. And I ha- remember having this moment of, I'm going to wake up at age 60 and it will have all been just fine, but I will have wanted something different. And I will mm-hmm. regret if I don't make some sort of change. You know, I think that's so key. So the work that I do, you know, is helping people get out of the pit of burnout, see the light at the end of the tunnel and like go to the light. And I really feel like the next phase is just that. It's not just being like, okay and good, but going to like the great, the badass, the like full in your purpose. Yeah. I love that you you guys have chased that. Absolutely. And and at least in my in my own story, it wasn't even really deliberate. So Jill sort of just made reference to the fact that my husband got sick. He was diagnosed with cancer in 2017. And at that time, I was, you know, again, very traditional academics and sort of 
peak of all the kinds of success, you know, international speaking opportunities all the time, like moving on up in many committees. And as I looked around, I thought, gosh, I'm, I'm doing so much. And it's, it's all the, you know, quote unquote, right stuff. But when I looked around to, to sort of think of what's next for me in the next five or 10 years, I didn't see any particular mentors or examples of what I wanted to be doing that really like lit me up. But like most people, I was just kind of hanging out there and resigned. I was okay in that space. When my husband got sick, I knew I was going to need to literally cancel everything. So I had papers that I was writing that I just dropped. And I told my co-authors, like, I don't even care if you take my name off the paper. I'm just, don't send it to me anymore. Like, I'm out. I took myself off all of my committees. I, you know, took myself off of all of my clinical work. I just, I took myself off of everything. And only because of having such a powerful reason that really nobody could refute for wanting to do so, did I realize, and again, sort of after the fact, after we emerged from chemo and everything, I sort of realized how much I had taken on and how much I thought I couldn't control, but that I really could. And of course, it was a really strong stimulus for me to do that, but it gave me a new view into not only my values and how I wanted to live, but how uh, very doable it is to, to set that up. Because you know, once I came back to the point where I could take on those roles again, I was really, really mindful about not not doing it, uh, or at least not doing the things that I didn't really want to do. And that showed me that there was a completely different model of success to be had that I just hadn't realized I had a power control to do for myself. Yeah. Isn't it amazing like when you get the two by four moment upside your head that it really brings in to clarity like what is most important, what truly is most important. No, it's not that 7 a.m. meeting on Wednesday morning that you feel like you have to go to or adding in that one more patient at the end of the day so you can, you know, oh, I got a little bit of time. But like really, like you said, like stepping back and having the the slate wiped clean. And the good yeah. thing is, like you said, for your life that you guys are through that. And what I encourage my clients to do is like, don't wait to get hit by a bus. Don't wait <laughs> for the job to dry up. Don't like you can do it. You really can do it now. And that's what is so inspiring me about you guys, because I am watching those projects where you're like, nope, today, it may not be perfect. We are starting it. So clue us in to the audience a little bit about what you guys are doing both as individuals and also as a really fun dynamic duo. All right, I'll take this one. Marjorie and I are like, you go first, you go first, which is a, a lovely part of our dynamic as we both want each other to shine. So I left clinical medicine almost five years ago, which is pretty crazy. That feels like a big chunk of time. It's not like, oh, I just left. That's a legit uh, half decade. And now I focus on uh, physician wellness through various modalities, me uh, mainly meditation and tapping uh, and, some, and some coaching as well. Um, not like the way you do it, Aaron, but, but more through my tapping. And I also do a lot of anti-racist work as well, which is something that I'm as a white woman, it's just like finding my place there and, and just coming into and trying to do in a, in a delicate, respectful way. So that's what I'm doing currently. I would say that it's a, a quick summary of, of that. And I'm mostly in the physician wellness space. Uh, I've done some retreats for women in healthcare, meditation retreats. I've done a virtual one, which has been great. So I've gotten some great experience doing virtual experiences. And uh you know what's been most inspiring about, because you pulled me into the meditation stuff, and for the listeners who haven't been hanging around, I'll put in the show notes, Jill's episodes. You're for Peter now. Yes. Oh my God, I just realized that. So we'll put all the past episodes in there. But just to see 
how you have continued to be like, and this, and then let's try this. The ease and the grace with that has really honestly given myself permission to be like, not like locking yourself into lines, mm-hmm. you know, stay in the lines, the lines of your friends. So uh-huh. I just want to throw that out there, friend. Well, thank Thanks you. for exampling that. I mean, Mar- Marjorie does all, all the things. So yeah. she's, Marjorie, she's example Marjorie of that also does well. all. I have more to say about her too when she gets done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I have always been someone who likes to do a lot of different things. And, you know, so notably when I finished residency and I, I had my first faculty job, I'm an anesthesiologist by training. So I was doing that, but I was also living in Los Angeles. And at that time I started a company with my husband, a maternity athletic wear company. It's got nothing to do with anything medical at all. Uh, we had, you know, no funders, no backers, and we made that company physical goods sold online back before you could just make an online store. This was back in 2009, 2010. And we made a company that, that remarkably was profitable from the first year all the way up until we sold it. We sold it when my husband got sick. But in doing that, I, I learned a whole lot of stuff and a whole lot of things about the online space, about digital marketing strategy, about all kinds of, you know, real business principles that I ended up sort of applying over into medicine. And that got me like an entire sort of side stream of academic requests. So all around the United States and actually even around the world, people are asking me to give grand rounds on things like social media for doctors and things like search engine optimization and professional branding for physicians, which is, you know, more mainstream now, but really wasn't uh, in those years when they, they really didn't have a whole lot of people who were ready to talk about that. And I didn't do I didn't set out to do that. It just came as a natural offshoot of my company. And then because of all of the speaking that I was doing, people were asking me, you know, how do you get all of these speaking opportunities? And perhaps more specific, you know, how do you get paid for speaking opportunities outside of the sort of usual grand rounds that's free or, or just, you know, sort of modestly reimbursed. And because people asked so much, that turned into its own sort of side business of, of courses and some consulting, really, that I don't do any of that one-on-one anymore, but still have the course. And then I ended up getting snapped up by a nonprofit to help them with their healthcare social media strategy. So now, you know, I have this nonprofit corporate work that I'm doing around social media and digital strategy there. I've got my speaking and a variety of other courses going on that have all stemmed out of things that people have just been asking about. How did you get into this? How did you get into that? How do you do this? And it's just turned into a course because I basically just ran out of time to, you know, give as much as I wanted in order to help people who want to break into that. And then, you know, I I was in academics, as I mentioned, and since uh, 2017, I've left academics. I don't do that really anymore. Although I do still take care of patients pro bono sometimes, which I really enjoy that sort of on my terms, taking care of patients when I have that joy and energy to take care of patients. And so, yeah, to Jill's point, I mean, we're doing Transformed. I have my own uh, series of courses and and consulting that I'm doing. And then uh, I have a totally non-clinical job and I take care of patients pro bono. So the entrepreneurial spirit in me uh, has been alive and well for some, you know, 11, 12 years. And uh, it's been something that brings me a lot of joy and, and keeps me going with things that, that are rewarding in and of themselves, sort of less about money and more about the joy of being able to do those things and to help people in a way that changes their life. And I can see those results for them and get all excited about it. Mm-hmm. Like that just fills my cup uh, so much. When I talk to my clients about this, I talk about like, what's your recipe for life? Knowing that like, if all you want is like a plate of cheese and that's your recipe, like, so be it. 
But if you want to like throw in a sprinkle of that and a dash of this and whole, a whole glob of that, like you get to create that recipe. And I love that we're kindred spirits in that, that we all have our little spicy salsa recipe that has some little <laughs> different elements, but yet some similarities as well. And I would just put out to the audience too, like you said, like, I think all three of us sitting here, we never thought, we knew we wanted something different, but we didn't know what the recipe was until you started trying things. Just like in cooking, like you were like, oh, maybe I'll put cayenne in this this time, pop it up a notch, or maybe I'll add this type of milk instead of, you know, that kind of sauce. And so I just, I want to put out there too, that I love your middles. I love where you guys are at. And I know this is not the ends. And I just having been along on the journey and seen the beginnings that I just always remind people, I'm like, don't compare your beginnings to somebody else's middles because you don't know what your middle is until you get so there true. with it all. I love that. I love that. And I think the cool thing is because people are like, wait, what are we doing? Out? Like, is our transformed retreats that we do together? It's like, oh, there's meditation and then there's this. And it's, it's so not just like two random things. It's very integrated because part of our philosophy is like, if you want to make big changes, you have to believe you can do it. You have to know how to get over the, the fears and you have to get yourself out of survival mode and out of stress mode and into creativity mode and, and receptive mode. And, and then you have to have the skills to like, do not just work. align with your values, but, but then get yourself out there. And we talk about branding and it's not about necessarily a side gig or, or changing your career completely, but it's like, how do you present yourself to the world in a way that you want to be seen? And that's what Marjorie does. So, oh God, it's like beautiful to watch because when people start to get it and they're like, oh, like branding isn't some nasty thing that's like what other people, non-doctors do. It's like, how do you present yourself to the world in a way that you get to live your life according to your values on your terms? And so that's where it all integrates is we have this special sauce of, of different uh, workshops. And Marjorie and I are there at all of the sessions together. I mean, it's small group, there's no PowerPoints or anything. And we're really bringing these amazing women doctors on this journey from start to finish and they, they come out of it like already doing, already taking actions on stuff that they didn't even know they were capable of. So it's really inspiring. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that kind of brings us like full circle to you guys' word topic today, which is the why. You know, I think it's so important no matter what we do. And I think that's where I got most burned out is when I really like got so far away from the why that I didn't even know where it was anymore. And I think that's a part of each of our messages, too, is like rooting into the why. So talk a little bit more about the why of Transformed and maybe what people who have come and experienced it, what their why is. Yeah, that's a great question, Erin, because I think it wasn't until after we had the first Transformed that we really knew with certainty what other people's whys were. But I think for us, you know, we had... We had that shared mutual experience of having done something just totally different. For me, the entrepreneurial type of stuff, and then eventually leaving uh, academic medicine. And for Jill, the meditation and, and leaving. We were both these living examples of people who had done the traditional thing and then done something different successfully. And so we had a lot of people asking. And when a lot of people are asking, then you know it's important. It's something that people were not just curious about, but that sort of spoke to them in a way that some people really wanted something more or different. Many of our attendees do want things dramatically different, but some of them just want things that they feel like they have more control over. And this takes so many different forms. We do have people who come who are launching their own businesses. We have people who are coming and they just want to do more clinical work and they are tired of paperwork. They just want to take care of patients. 
And then we have some people who want to, they do want to leave medicine. They want to do something different. They feel stagnant and they want to kind of grow and stretch in a, in a different way. And then we have other people who are really happy with their work, but not their work situation or not their, you know, the ecosystem in which they're working. And, and they just, uh, they need some really practical tools. I think what makes our event really unique as we're talking about the why here and why we got together and, and doing this together is that, you know, you can read countless books or take many, many seminars on things like productivity and career development and setting boundaries and, uh, and, and professional branding and all of that stuff. All the things. You can get all the things, all the tips. But as many of us know, when you go and you sit and you digest that and you think, oh, those are great ideas. I should go implement those someday. I probably should do that. But there's this overwhelming voice that prevents that. And that voice sort of says something along the lines of, it's not the right time right now. You probably won't be successful doing that. People will probably judge you in a negative way or you know, any number of things, right? You can fill in the blank here. And so the missing sort of ingredient there in most of those kinds of activities is exactly what Jill brings to the table. I mean, I really speak on, you know, some more sort of perhaps modern take on career development, but it's the practical tool set that I have. But Jill is the one who brings to it the content that I think is really required in order for people to be able to access their own true feelings, their own real reasons, the things that are holding them back, and then to be able to just kind of look those square in the face and have some tools to overcome it. And that is why our seemingly you know, separate topics really mesh incredibly effectively for this immersive course where, where people come out with something that's just much more actionable and that is not a pep talk or a set of concepts, but is, is a real life-changing experience. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, yeah, we like the pep talks, but what really changes your life is that action around it. And sometimes you just can't even get down to that level until you learn how to like sit with your thoughts and sit with like what's bubbling up and releasing past traumas. So I love the combination that you guys are doing. You know, I'm a wholehearted believer in all of this shit. So you don't have to convince (laughs) me on this. But I also know that there's people who come into this space who are like, yes, 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 I want this until it's time to sign up. And then the objections and the why not start to pop up. And so, you know, many times what I hear is, oh, I don't have time for this. Or that's just a lot of money. Or, you know, what about my family and kids or other responsibilities? Speak to those a little bit, because I know that we probably all hear similar ones in that space. I think there's always reasons not to do things. I think that's that's human nature is to try to keep the, the ego voice inside your brain is always trying to keep you small and safe and keep you in that status quo. Because what if you do this and you fail? What if you do that and you you don't, what does failure even look like or success even look like? But like, God forbid something happened that isn't this bubble that you're used to. And so the ego will throw like all sorts of excuses and the, the, the ones closest to our heart are going to be family. And also, of course, money. I, I'm afraid to take time for myself. It's selfish. I'm, I'm doing something bad, but doing something to show up in the world in a better place, somehow that's not okay. And I think in medicine, especially, we're taught to just dance for other people like and expect nothing in return since undergrad. So I think getting people out of that mindset, if there's this, this sense of like, that looks really cool. I'd love to do that with coaching, with therapy, with transform, with anything, 
like do it. That's the, when you have that inkling, that's, that's your intuition. And that's, that's the time to, to do it. And all those excuses are just, they're noise, but they're really loud noise. Yeah. And I think that's so, it's so important what you just said, Jill, because when you have that intuition and you know, it's, that is the time that you ought to act on it. Cause that's, I think what's telling you it's important to you. But I will also caveat this and say, you know, our retreat is very, very small. It's not just small this year because we're virtual. It's very, very small uh, every year by design. And so we know it's not right for everyone. So people who are just frankly not willing to kind of buy into the, the concept that they need to invest the time, they need to invest in themselves. And whether that comes through just that prioritization of putting themselves first, taking some time off work, taking some time away from family for their own betterment knowing that that pays dividends back to every other aspect in their life. And, you know, you do, I think, in anything that you hope to be successful in, you need to invest. You need to invest in training. You need to invest in learning. You need to invest in coaching sometimes. You need to... So if you're not willing to invest the time, you're not willing to invest the work, and if you're not willing to invest money, then really what you're saying is that you're not valuing yourself that much. That's not a person who's going to get results from our event. So even if you could magically wave your wand and have that time where you know, time stands still, your family doesn't miss you, work doesn't miss you, and it's free, you wouldn't get results, I don't think, because your mindset would be wrong. You have to be, you know, all in that you're ready to actually do something and you're not settling for that status quo of a pep talk because we're very action-oriented and people who come to Transform get amazing results. They are action-oriented too. So we really need that from everyone who shows up. And I think that we don't always like, you don't have to actually know you just have to be committed to change of some sort. That's really it. You don't have to necessarily know yeah, this is exactly what I'm going to It's, it's that scary thing of like, I don't know what I'm going to get out of mm-hmm. here, but I know I need to be in that room, yeah, like exactly. ass in the seat. And that's how I feel too a lot of times with, you know, and like with coaching, I can't always tell you like what exactly your result will be at the end, but I know you will have your results. Just like with Transformed, if you have that pull to be there you will get what you you need out of it as well. And for those who sit back and they're like, no, this is not the time, you just need to sit with that and to be like, is that what I truly want? And if you're like, yep, okay, I can respect that. But if it's like, no, actually, it's like those people who email me seven different times about wanting to do you know, the burned out to badass course. And I'm just like, ass in seat, let's go, ass in seat, either in or out, like you said, full ass, no half ass. Well, this is great talking with you guys. Um, we'll pop all the links, uh, but anything to like close it up. I know we're getting close on the deadline as far as we're transformed. So maybe pop in a few details where they need to go, when they need to sign up by all that juicy stuff. So our, we're, we're, do, we're going virtual this year and we've had some great experience with other virtual events. So we're doing, there's so many amazing additions and bonuses and um, great things to make it feel like you're there, even though you're obviously not going to be in sunny Mexico in January. Um, so that registration for that is, is open. Um, early bird is actually open through, uh, October 15th. So we've got some time for that. And we also have some special cancellation policies for COVID because obviously things are, are a little bit crazy. So much more flexible. We are also doing a really cool seven day challenge. Reimagine your new now that starts August 24th. So I think this episode is going to come out right around then. So it's not too late to sign up if you haven't signed up and it's, transform.org slash reimagine new now. So we'll have the link for that in the show notes, I I hope. And that's just a seven day free challenge just to get you started. This is just a a little sense. I'm, I'm leading this one. We did another challenge a few months ago that Marjorie led 
just a little sense of what it is that we do on Transformed without any expectations. Just come in and have the experience and learn some things about yourself and how to face your fears. And COVID's such a tough time right now because I think people are afraid to dream. I think people are like, ah, there's so many other things and I have to deal with all these things. Like, where do I fit in? And I think we're in it for the long haul. We've got to start dreaming again and allowing ourselves to take that time because if we don't, it's going to be even more challenging and even more stressful to, to get through this. We have to have our why, like you're talking about, we have to have that why with us every day. It's not some future out there. It's, it's now. That's what we have going on. And uh, we hope that you'll join the, um, the challenge and, and experience some of that magic with us. And if you're interested in the retreat, it's in January and the, the registration is, is open. And I just want to say another couple of words about COVID if we have time, because, you know, I know this is a time that people are really pulling in, right? They're, they're in survival mode. They're in sort of crisis mode. But as Jill pointed out, this is not going away anytime soon. And what we're starting to hear from people and why we decided to commit to a virtual event is that people really kind of need this now more than ever, because especially our physician colleagues, the ones on the front line, uh, we have heard overwhelmingly feel like they are not valued. They feel like they have no control. They feel afraid for either their physical you know, safety or they're afraid for their jobs and their livelihoods. Because of course, depending upon what kind of medicine you practice, you may have had a, an enormous decline in your number of patients, or you may have had a, a really big uptick in your patients, but also big uptick in the riskiness and the sort of lack of your organizations to really rise to that challenge and support you and respect you and, and help you in the way that they should we think about PPE and just you know, other logistical things. And so to hear so many physicians being frightened and being worried about their futures, worrying about their livelihood and feeling like they have no control and no options just really helped us to know this is exactly the time, perhaps much more important than, than last year or the year before. This is when people really, really need our kind of event. So that's why we're committed to doing it virtually this year. Are you ready for your kick of encouragement here at the end? I'm going to pull out one of the questions that Marjorie brought up. What is next for you? It doesn't have to be a 12 point plan. It doesn't have to be a particular goal. All it has to be is just you saying and claiming what you want next for you. What do you need to be saying yes to so you can get there? What do you need to be telling no to so that you can get to the next thing that you're doing? Because it's really about taking the next best step. And you get to decide that. You get to claim that. And so I ask you today, what's next for you? Is it a retreat? Is it going to a course? Is it buying a book? Is it getting on a podcast? Is it just sitting quietly in your living room and reminding yourself that in this moment, you are okay? what's next for you. Plan that out, my friend. Sit with it. Roll it around. Get some clarity. And then get your ass to work. Because I'm telling you, you too can have the joy and excitement and all of that that's going around in this interview when you just ask, what is next for me? 
All right. Well, I appreciate you so much. Great things are happening in the new Burnt Out to Badass course. If you weren't able to get in the group setting, the evergreen version is rocking. So jump in there and also come hang out with us in the Patreon group. We are strong, small, but mighty. All right. Hang in there and remember your life, your calling, your pulse.